baseball with the bard. We got the wrong intro there. <laughs> we were going to play the uh, Crossum Wrestling Entertainment, but I just figured this is a good ad, so I'm going to let it keep going. But yeah. you know what? since we're here, might as well just play the right one, right? Awesome wrestling entertainment podcast. There we go. Flawless, flawless execution. Nothing out of the ordinary happened there. You know what happened is usually I run baseball first, and it ha- I have them in order, so I go boom, boom, boom. And <laughs> right. I just clicked the wrong one. <laughs> it's all right. It <laughs> so happens. Everyone, yeah. Welcome to the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast again. Noah unfortunately cannot join us. Uh, if you checked the baseball with the podcast uh, Facebook page, he posted an update video uh, about how we're going to come back to baseball next Saturday. So if you tune into both. Next Saturday, baseball will be back, and we should be doing Crossum at the same time. So, next Saturday, remember, keep that in mind. That'll be when we're live on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. So you can join us then. But today, my name is Tyler Bard, being joined by Dylan and Justin from the Nerds of Wrestling page on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all over. And Twitch now, right? Yeah, yeah. You're on Twitch. You're all over the place. I love you. So if you guys listen to the last episode, you will recognize these two voices. We are coming to you guys live. Uh, so if you ever want to join us in the comments, just come on over to these places. You can find us on Facebook on the Cross and Wrestling Entertainment page, YouTube on the Bard and Cross Entertainment page, and Twitch on the T-Bard 5195 page. You can also find us anywhere that you find your favorite podcast. So if you don't listen live, just look look for us on there. And you will find us. Uh, we'd also like to remind you that we are not a market substitute for AEW's Dynamite. So please go watch Dynamite every week, live, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, guys, how are we doing today? Justin, how are you doing? I'm I'm doing good, Tyler. How are you doing? Thank you for having me on the show again. Of course. We're glad to have you. And you were telling us before the show that you have a, a little update, maybe. Do you want to announce that on here? You want to say what you're going on? Uh, Sure. Yeah, no, why not? I guess. So I decided that I will be doing a Nerds Trivia, which is a game show by Nerds of Wrestling. Uh, every week, hopefully, if, if all goes to plan, every week um, will be a game show for the Nerds of Wrestling. I'll have new contestants on every week, and hopefully uh, they will be able to play against wrestlers and joined and joined by me will be my co-host dylan so it's gonna be a lot of fun guys go check it out if you want to be a contestant just let me know uh i don't know when i'm starting yet but i'm looking to start in mid-june all right all right that's gonna be a lot of fun i you know if you ever need a contestant with some wrestling knowledge i got you i got you how are you today I'm good, man. And uh, to piggyback off Justin, I'm really excited for that opportunity. So make sure you check into that. Yeah, guys, absolutely. Please go support the Nerds of Wrestling. It is a lot of fun over there. And you will enjoy being on those pages. It's a great community. Um, so without further ado, let's get started. We had some match. At, we had a match right out the gate that, oh, wow, look who it is. It's, <laughs> it's Hangman Page starting off the show. I know you guys are shocked. Contain your excitement. But. <laughs> It was once again another hangman match out the gate. 
Uh, a week after vanquishing Team Taz's absolute Ricky Starks, Hangman Page entered Daly's place for a showdown with Brian Cage. Before the match could get underway, the FTW champion attacked Page from behind, instigating a feud between Team Taz and the Dark Order, who came to the aid of the Hangman. Cage would drive his opponent into the entrance ramp and proceeded to punish his opponent, working over Page while targeting his back and midsection. He sent the former tag champion into the guardrail repeatedly, driving the air from Hangman's lungs. The machine drove Page into the mat and tried a uh, tried for a standing moonsault, rather, but the babyface got his knees up. A thrust kick by Cage cut off an attempted comeback and a deadlift suplex. Yes, a deadlift suplex to that massive man from the apron into the ring continued the heel's dominance. Page tried a plancha to the floor, but Cage caught him. He attempted to drive the babyface into the turnbuckle, but Hangman slithered out and shoved Cage's face right into that ring post. A moonsault from the top rope followed as Page built his uh, momentum of the night. But Cage would cut his opponent off yet again, proceeding to pin Hangman with a drill claw for the win. I don't think any of us saw that one coming. That blew me away that Hangman lost this match. I don't know about you guys. Uh, Dylan, what did you think about this match overall? Um, I was surprised. Um, the attack at the beginning wasn't something I saw coming, but if they want to make save this for like a later time where like they're both very good wrestlers, I said this last week, this can main event any show. Sure. It started off dynamite this week. I think yeah. to protect a future match, they did this where Hangman just got beat out of the gates, and it's an interesting turn of events from them. Yeah, it definitely is. Justin, did you expect Hangman to lose this match right out the gate? No, I did not. Uh, but if I do remember correctly, though, if correct me if I'm wrong, uh, the last show we were talking about how they were trying to push Team Taz. True. Yeah, so, so it makes sense. It makes sense for Brian Cage to go over in this match. Yeah, I think Brian Cage definitely deserves to win more matches. Um, and this win over Hangman, pretty massive, if you ask yeah. me. Huge win. Do you guys think that he's going to lose that FTW championship anytime soon and maybe go for a main title or will he be like a double belt holder? I can see him being like a double belt holder, honestly. I mean, we already have a triple belt holder, so. Yeah, so why not? We can have a double belt holder. <laughs> <laughs> why not just do it again, right? Exactly. Um, and everyone, you'll notice I'm doing a bit of a new format. I was thinking instead of putting the uh, scrollers across the bottom every time or the titles, I'm just going to put the card up because the card already says uh, mm -hmm. who we're talking about. So there's no need for me to like double click and triple click things. So you're just going to see the lovely title down on the bottom for the majority of the podcast. There you go. Until we talk about the preview, obviously. Um, but we went on to some tag team action, which, you know, it's been kind of refreshing not having tag teams start off the uh, top of the show every single week. Uh, so we had the Seidel brothers versus the Bucks. Was this a match that you guys were looking forward to going in? How about you, Dylan? Uh, definitely. I still am a big fan of uh, Matt Seidel and Mike being with them is pretty great. And the Young Bucks new attitude has been very entertaining. Oh, yeah, I enjoy it, too. What about you, um, Justin, do you like their new attitude, or is this something that you'd prefer them as faces? I mean, to each their own. I mean, uh, whatever works for whatever works for both teams. Uh, this this is definitely a match that I was definitely looking forward to, and I, I think this is like a match everybody, may, maybe not everybody, but a lot of people wanted to see, and we finally got it. So yeah, yeah I'm glad definitely. we got this match. 
All right, cool. Well, prior to the commercial break, though, the Elite welcomed a camera into their limousine where the AEW, AAA Grand, and Impact champion Kenny Omega insisted they were not afraid of John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. Michael Nakazawa accidentally beeped the horn, sending the group into a frenzy. Omega announced Nakazawa versus Kingston for tonight. Inside Daly's place, however, Matt and Mike Seidel sought to earn a shot at the AEW World Tag titles as they battled the Young Bucks. The babyfaces started red hot, but the Bucks seized control, entering the picture and picture commercial timeout. During the break, they isolated Mike, working him over as his brother Matt watched from the team's corner. Mike laid out Nick Jackson, but Matt Jackson rolled his brother out of harm's way and took his spot. It mattered not as Matt Seidel exploded into the match and almost immediately scored an upset with a near-fall victory. Matt Seidel uh, countered a Meltzer driver attempt and joined Mike for a double Meteora from the middle rope to Matt Jackson. Seidel nearly pinned Jackson off a crucifix roll-up as a drama reigned supreme. Matt Jackson delivered a blatant, unadulterated low blow to Mike Seidel, then joined Nick for the BTE trigger for the win as Don Callis continued to laugh it up on commentary. Frankie Kazarian and Christopher Daniels would interrupt the post-match celebration. The former reminded fans that they would break up the next time that they lose. Daniels called the Bucks entitled, overdressed bitches, and implied that they would be challenging for the titles in the near future. Uh, another match I thought was a little lackluster for some big names. I think they made Matt and Mike look a little silly personally. Um, and I just wish that they would get a more legitimate title push. But um, Justin, what do you think about this uh, match? And then what do you think about the SCU coming out at the end? I love SCU, by, by the way. But I think this match was very good. Uh, and yeah. this is definitely not this is definitely not the uh, last time we're gonna see them go toe to toe in the ring. I would love to see I would love to see one on one match eventually, like you know, brother one of the brothers of the Bucks versus you know Matt Seidel or Mike Seidel. Sure. Uh, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully down the road we'll be able to see that. All right, Dylan, what do you think? Uh, I have to agree with Justin. I like the match personally. Um, the whole Mortal Kombat. Like Matt Jackson doing that low blow, that was sick. I I've never seen yeah. a low blow in that that way. He just bang right in there. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, SCU, I think that pretty much sets up next week's winner. I will get to yeah, that later. But more you have to say about that, right? That match will be fun though. SCU Young Bucks, take yeah. my money. Yeah, definitely. I think we're all excited to see that. I didn't. What do I have on today? Oh no, I have the mm. Le Dinner Debonair. I thought I had my SCU shirt on, but no, no, no. We have the <laughs> what used to be. <laughs> my jack-off friend. Um, but yeah, no, no. It's a uh, decent rivalry. I hope they can continue to see these guys in the title picture. But who knows? There's so many tag teams in AEW that we never really know who's next. Um, but next up on our match list was Penta El Zero Miedo with, of course, Alex Abrahantes, who has just become probably the most annoying person on Dynamite, <laughs> um, versus Orange Cassidy with Trent. Did, okay, did I miss something? I don't understand why he has a question mark there. That's been his thing since Japan. It's just a we're it's not just, sure if it's actually Trent or not. Dude, honestly, honestly, like I met Trent Barreto back in 2013, and... He had that question mark ever since then. I think he, I even have his autograph. He put a question mark there. So he's had that forever. <laughs> yeah. He's just not sure. He's, he's just not sure. not sure who he is, but maybe I'm Trent. I don't know. 
Um, but this was another match that we said, like, this could be a banger. It could be one that absolutely goes over on the night. Um, but again, I thought it was pretty lackluster, but let's get into it. Every time Orange Cassidy attempted to put his hands in his pockets early in this match, uh, Penta El Zero was like, nah, not having it. The masked luchador would cut him off with his zero miedo taunt right to his nose. And Cassidy responded, catching him off guard with an arm drag and monkey flip. You know, his normal start of the match move. Uh, Penta answered with a tilt-a-whirl backbreaker, then proceeded to deliver a one-handed press slam. One-handed press slam. Yes, you heard that right. Into the ring apron as the show headed to the break. Penta dominated during the picture-in-picture, seemingly toying with his overmatched opponent. Cassidy would turn the tables, however, on his opponent, delivering a crossbody. He tried for the Tornado DDT, but Penta halted his momentum. Again, a crazy moment of strength, and countered it into a brain buster, which also looked absolutely insane. Penta teased, snapping his opponent's arm, but Cassidy fought it off, trying to put his hands back in his pocket. Another funny moment in the match. Uh, Cassidy delivered a super kick and ate two in return. A third gave way to the destroyer where Penta tried the package pile driver, but Cassidy countered into the beach break. His pin attempt was voided as Penta's shoulder remained it off the mat. I have not seen that in a while mm. where the referee notices a shoulder up and calls the pin off like that. I don't know if it was intentional or if that was just a good call by the referee, but I thought it was pretty uh, interesting to see it live. Um, a frustrated and fired up Penta stomped Cassidy in the corner, then added a big boot to the face. He set up for a suplex, but Cassidy countered into the stun dog millionaire. He delivered his spinning DDT, but before he could build on his momentum, Alex interrupted, providing a distraction. Cassidy brought, uh, brought the announcer and Penta's new mouthpiece into the ring. But before he could do anything about it, Penta cut him off. Cassidy uh, escaped his grasp. The referee became distracted by Trent and freshly squeezed delivered a microphone-assisted orange punch for the win. So, you know what? When I As I read this, it sounds more exciting than it was. When we were watching this live, in my opinion, kind of felt slow. There were right. some – it was – Hmm, what's the best way to describe it? It almost was like a spot match. I was going to say that. just doing spots and yeah. there was no flow. Um, they, you know, they had the pockets, they had the destroyer, they had the, the single arm press, but ah, it didn't really all go together. It didn't feel cohesive, um, which is upsetting. How do you feel about it, Dylan? Um, yeah, I mean, you can look at this match and be like, it's a bit, it didn't flow, like you said. It was, there right. wasn't really a direction flow. Um, I, I was surprised that Orange got the win here. I'm glad because I think Orange oh, yeah. should be like, a title holder real soon. And as I've already said, I'm not sure what they're doing with Penta. Is he with that triangle? Is he on his own now with Alex? I don't it know. It kind of feels like he's on his own now and death right? triangle is going to become death line <laughs> um, because there's just no third point to connect. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't, I think I agree with you there. What do you think, Justin? You took the words right out of my mouth, uh, Tyler. I feel like this match was very spot fest, which mm -hmm. I have nothing wrong with that. I love those type of matches to a certain extent. It's not good for TV, though. It, it, true, true. But what more are you going to expect from Orange Cat? I mean, okay, sorry, hold on. Let me, let me rephrase. Orange Cassidy is a phenomenal wrestler. He's a great wrestler, <laughs> but he he doesn't lie. He does a lot of stuff like that in those type of matches. So, I mean, 
I had I really have no complaints about this match. I, I sorry Cassidy for listening. No offense. I, I love you. There. You're my boy, you're my favorite wrestler. But um no, I mean I had no complaints about it. I mean, like I said, I love spot matches like that. So well, I mean, that's good. I guess it's good to see people have different opinions, which is what's gonna happen uh with all wrestling as we've seen over the last year it's become pretty toxic uh with people having different opinions um but i think ultimately the fans are kind of understanding that more wrestling is good for everyone right um so we are we're allowed to disagree on things like these i think a spot fest belongs more at an indie show where people can go ooh, um <laughs> and not so much for tv where it should be a little more cohesive <laughs> right um but yeah Overall, the two guys are both incredible wrestlers. Um, but honestly, I think this next uh, segment is what I was looking forward to the most. We have the inner circle and the pinnacle in the ring for a parlay. I was not sure if it was actually going to end up being a parlay, but you guys both were uh, confident that it wouldn't come to, to a fight. But let's see what happened. The inner circle and the pinnacle joined Tony Schiavone and the ring for the blood and guts parlay. Sean Spears started things off by issuing a warning to Sammy Guevara, telling him Chris Jericho is leading him into dangerous waters. The Spanish God said Spears has been a failure in AEW, was a failure in WWE, and will be again next week. <laughs> Guevara agreed to give Pinnacle the advantage and vowed to beat every member of the group. Cash Wheeler criticized the version of Santana and Ortiz that we have now, calling them soft Jericho lapdogs. Dax Hardwood told Santana and Ortiz to hold their children close, drawing a passionate response from the latter, who said that he would let his fist do the talking. MGF would then credit Jericho for being the top star who attracted lapsed fans to come and check out the product. He talked about how tired, worn down, and beat up Jericho is, and that blood and guts, he will once again thank Le Champion next week when he takes his spot. Jericho would then get the mic, criticizing MJF for being entitled enough to think he can take his spot. He said MJF has to earn that spot. He said he was happy to have worked for everything he got, curtain jerking and busting his ass in arenas around the world. He said inner circle is blood and guts and that they have been a family since day one, pointing to each individual member saying how they have become his family. Jericho iterated, then reiterated that MJF and the Pinnacle would have to kill the Inner Circle members before they surrendered, and a tense stare-down ended the segment. Ooh! I think that went just as well as everyone hoped it would. Um, they all cut great promos. Everyone who held that microphone did a very good job. Uh, and ultimately, I think Jericho really sealed the deal that I think that they are going to win this. I am taking the inner circle next Ooh. week, I think, boys. Ooh, wow. Because their side of the promo, woo, I wasn't sure last week. I know I took uh, the pinnacle, but man, I think the inner circle might pull off this win. Uh, what do you think, Dylan? They both shot blows in those promos. Yeah. They were very good. Um, I don't know if there's going to be a segment any promotion that's going to top that one for promo wise that they were shooting at each other. It, it got me really excited for next, next Wednesdays. I can't wait for the match. I know it's everybody's excited, but that is a way to get people excited. That promo set right there. Everybody lost it. It's going to be fun. 
Yeah, Justin, I assume you probably felt the same way as we do. You're as much of a wrestling fan as we are, so. Of course. I mean, I feel like I feel like for something like that, promos is what you need. Uh, you oh, don't yeah. want you don't want to see, you know, these wrestlers going back and forth fighting at it back and forth and all that because they're not going to have anything left for the match. Right. Put your money where your mouth is and show show them what you got into the match. And boom, promos, oh, yeah. excellent. I think we can all agree that one of the worst rivalries of like the last seven, eight years was Sheamus versus Cesaro in the best of seven, because it was just so, so drawn out and it just got tiring. No one wanted to see the end of it. And then it ended in a tie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I just think that not having them fight every week has actually built so much for this storyline. And I think this is, one of, if not the best storyline going in professional wrestling right now. Um, everything they've done so far has been perfect. Wow, um, that, that's 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 huge, Tyler. Wow, okay, I like. That. Who do you think is higher than that? Uh, oh, I don't. Don't be man. Don't put me on a spot, bro. I, I don't know. You didn't come prepared. I uh, see. I didn't. <laughs> I, I also didn't expect you to say something like that. So if I knew you were going to say that, I would have been ready. I don't know. I just don't think there's anything like in WWE. The only uh, thing I think stands up to these guys right now is the hurt business. And I don't even know if they're still a thing. They did kind of get broken up. So, yeah. So, <laughs> hello. Are you talking about like faction wise and tag team wise or just like. I just think storyline wise. I think okay. if in WWE, if we were going to say a storyline that's equal to this, it would be Roman Reigns. And I don't think there's anything equal. No, I agree. That. I agree. And that, and how crazy is that? That once people finally start criticizing WWE and move to another brand, Roman Reigns is the beacon of hope. <laughs> Honestly. Um, so, hey, maybe they found it. He needed to be a heel this whole time. But I honestly think this is one of the greatest storylines going. If it's not the elite, it's this. Yeah. Um, but we have a lot of great storylines. And along with great storylines, we have a lot of friends over here in um, the Clovercrest uh, family. Wow, I can't talk. Um, so I have a few ads here for you guys to watch. We will be right back on the other side of this ad break. Looking for a casual baseball podcast to listen to? Well, Baseball with the Bard, presented by Clovercrest Media, has just what you're looking for. Tyler Bard and Noah Cross cover a wide range of happenings in the MLB and then dive into a deep focus on the Red Sox and Yankees. Join us every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for your weekly dose of Baseball with the Bard. The Closing Time Podcast is back, sponsored by Rocky Hill Accountants. I'm Joe Aguirre. I'll have a brand new co-host, Sanam Salati, who's my broker, my mentor, and my good friend, and one of the most knowledgeable people in Connecticut in the entire real estate industry. We're going to be talking about the latest goings-on. We'll keep you up to date on the market, and we're going to bring on some really great guests all throughout this season people in all different fields in the industry like accountants home inspectors mortgage reps and so much more just to give you a better understanding of the connecticut real estate market we're so excited for a brand new season of the closing time podcast part of the cmg podcast network it's sponsored by rocky hill accountants go see heidi and glenn parchman to file your taxes for bookkeeping business advice real estate investments or whatever your accounting needs are including cryptocurrency just visit RockyHillAccountants.com. We'll see you all season long on the Closing Time Podcast. 
Speaking of the Rocky Hill accountants, they are actually our new sponsor here at Clovercrest Media. So we have a quick ad for them as well. Rocky Hill Accountants offers a unique, low-pressure approach to professional and personal services, which is why they have an excellent client retention rate and are extremely proud of the high-quality services that their firm provides. The executive team at Rocky Hill Accountants has over 35 years of combined experience in income tax preparation, bookkeeping, accounting, and IT crypto tax. They specialize in individual income tax preparation, as well as trusts, estates, and gift tax returns. The tax deadline for individuals is May 17th. If you're one of the 50 million Americans who still hasn't filed, visit RockyHillAccountants.com. Attention all basketball fans. CMG Sports presents the Posting Up Podcast, where Lucas Boldick, Sean Scanlon, and King Zay discuss the latest news and topics throughout the NBA. So, if you have a love for basketball, make sure you check out the Posting Up Podcast, live every Tuesday and Saturday on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Also available for download on every podcast platform. Oh, Ray. This could still be a dub for you, though, if we pull this off, and I'm very high up. Rando, Rando, fell too. Rando's out? Mm hmm. Oh, I didn't see that either. You just have much land left. Got it. got it. Oh, there you go. Dub. Peace. With a dub to end of the stream. With Hell one yes. minute left. There you one go. One minute Good left stuff. in our time, right before the time run. Yeah, that is my Twitch account there at the end. We play some Fall Guys and other games as well. If you guys are looking to watch me game, usually I try to go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but it switches up from time to time. Um, so, yeah, it has been a lot of fun over there. And uh, if you guys are also enjoying the podcast, remember, you can watch us live streaming on Facebook, YouTube, on the Bard and Cross Entertainment page, and Twitch on TBARD5195. You can find us anywhere you find your favorite podcast. And also remember that we are not a market substitute for AW's Dynamite. Please go watch Dynamite Live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, we got to get you guys on there sometime. Come play some games on Twitch and no Dylan yeah. not playing Rocket League. We yet. could. Hey, just wait, just wait for Fall Guys to can come out. Play, like, can you play some MLB? Uh, yeah, I can I do play some MLB from yeah. time to time, actually. Uh, me and Noah are actually planning on getting the new MLB game. So we are going to uh you'll see the the hosts of the CWE and baseball with the bard going head to head. Oh. So you're not going to want to miss that because Noah sucks at that game. So <laughs> is that on, uh, is that on be ready to see Noah be ass. <laughs> I can only say it because he's not here. Because yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah, you, you will be respectful. Yeah, no, I got to be disrespectful. <laughs> um, all right. And Justin, I saw that message. You're good, buddy. All right, man. Um, so we got Moxley and Kingston once again outsmarting Omega. Uh, Eddie Kingston and uh, had refused to battle Michael Nakazawa, actually, excuse me, in a match set up by AEW world champion Kenny Omega early in the night. Instead, he demanded a match with Omega, who appeared and denounced that idea. We're sending the goons after you. You don't get the champ. 
Kingston teased breaking Nakazawa's ankle, to which Omega shrugged it off. Brandon Cutler came flying through the entrance, followed shortly by John Moxley, who threw Omega into the ring. Kingston threatened to break his ankle until Don Callis appeared. The invisible hand gave the babyfaces the threat. Uh, gave babyfaces threats, excuse me, granting Moxley and Kingston a match against Omega and Nakazawa on next week's show. Um, this storyline, I think once Moxley and Kingston can leave the elite alone and the elite can move along, I think this will be better. But what do you guys think about the direction of the elite with Omega and Moxley right now? I love it. Keep it up. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. That's all I'm going to say. I'm all for it. All right, Dylan. <laughs> I'm gonna take a different approach. I'm kinda I'm kinda feeling this is going a little too long. I do too. I, I know that because the the exploding death match didn't really kill John Moxley, that it's <laughs> harder to just write him off. But uh I, I think that was a good end of the storyline. This might be going too far. And if I'm to make a little prediction about what comes next week, I don't think Kenny's gonna wrestle that match. No, okay. Oh, all right. Do so you think someone's gonna stand in there? And then they yeah. really will break his ankle? That, or he just won't come down to the ring. <laughs> just say, ah, have fun. <laughs> they just beat the hell out of him. <laughs> oh, no. You know what? That's uh, not too far-fetched. Mm -hmm. But, again, this was just a promo segment that I don't think really had any ground. But we got to see Chris Statlander versus Penelope Ford after this, which actually was okay for a women's match that the women's division has been doing very well. This match wasn't quite to that caliber, but it was pretty decent. Uh, Orange Cassidy accompanied Chris Statlander to the squared circle as AEW's resident alien battled Penelope Ford, seconded by uh, husband Kip Sabian in a continuation of their rivalry. Statlander dominated early, but Ford capitalized on a momentary distraction and seized control of the bout entering the commercial. Back from the timeout, an exchange of strikes gave way to the uh, to a backheel trip from Statlander. The babyface added a corner uppercut and a running knee to the face before dropping Ford with a blue thunderbomb for a near fall. Ford recovered and delivered a running bulldog in the middle of the uh, into the middle turnbuckle. Rather, she added a jumping neckbreaker for two. Ford tried for a handspring elbow, but Statlander caught her, drove her into the mat with a big bang theory, and scored the win. Um, I think the cohesiveness of this match worked pretty well. Uh, these two uh, superstars, female wrestlers, are incredible performers. Uh, so I think it went really well. What do you think, Don? Uh, I agree. Um, this match wasn't like that special. It was good to continue that whole storyline developed when she returned. Um, I didn't get a surprise out of it with Statlander winning. I think she's going to be a future world champ for uh, the women's division. But right. overall, just a good match for the show. Yeah, what about you, Justin? I, I agree with uh, with uh, Dylan. Yeah, it's a good match for the show, and Statlander is 100%. Future, future women's champion. shit, 100%. It, I, I'm sorry, uh, did I hear Did I hear that wrong? Her finisher is called the Big Bang Theory? Yeah. I love that. Holy <laughs> shit, that is excellent. That's amazing. That's awesome. It makes sense. It makes sense. Love it. Um, Something that doesn't make sense, this rivalry. <laughs> we had the Nightmare Family versus the Factory up next. The vengeful Nightmare Families, Lee Johnson, Billy Gunn, and Dustin Rhodes took the fight to the Factory's QT Marshall, Nick Camarado, and Aaron Salo for the get-go Wednesday night. The babyfaces were fueled by the shocking betrayal of Cody Rhodes by the heels and the fact that the group entered in Cody's Nightmare Express bus. They battered them around the ringside uh, area before the compact Comforto 
uh, Camarado, excuse me. I'm, I'm, I got baseball on the mind. Conforto, <laughs> Camarado established dominance and seized control of the bout. The heels worked over Rhodes during the commercial break and appeared to have a victory in hand until a hot tag to Johnson sparked a babyface comeback. Uh, Big Shotty unleashed his energy and athleticism on the opposition until Anthony Agogo delivered a cheap shot that allowed Marshall to score a victory. Once again, Marshall letting his goons do the job and coming in for the win. After the match, Camarado blasted Rhodes with a bull rope. Haven't seen a bull rope in wrestling in quite some time. Uh, and JR made sure to point that out at least seven times. Uh, Colton and Austin Gunn made the save as Marshall retreated to the bus. But as he opened the door, and we totally couldn't see Cody hiding behind, uh, Cody came out exploding through it, attacking his former friend. Marshall climbed to the top of the bus, only to be met up top by the American Nightmare, who punished the heel to uh, to close out the segment. Um messy messy is the best way to describe this match and i really don't have much positive to say about it except for cody coming back and beating the hell out of qt at the end even though that entrance was oi not great um but what do you think justin Eh. yeah Eh. that's it Eh. i mean i'm glad it was right before the main event right if they were going to put something before the main event, this was the one. This is the go take a piss and grab some chicken tenders match. <laughs> I like chicken tenders, so. You don't like chicken tenders? No, I, I love chicken tenders. Oh, exactly. Yeah. See, that's better than the match. That's why you go yeah. take a piss and get chicken tenders while this match is on. Or nachos. Too, Sharon. Nachos. All right, fine. And get the refillable souvenir soda. Yeah, exactly. Yep, yep. <laughs> Ten bucks. Dylan, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I agree. This there's just not enough to this this rivalry that it, oh. like compels anyone. Like they haven't no. built any of these guys up. The factory is just all these guys that would just cheer on from the nights uh, the nightmare family, and now they're just they're with QT yep. and uh, Billy Gunn. You know, I'm sure AW would rather have the younger stars be shown here, and I'm kind of yeah. surprised he's there. Dustin, it makes sense, and then I like Lee Johnson. I think they've done yeah, enough to, to put him in a spotlight. But there's I don't just know why we couldn't have one of the young guns in there instead of. I agree. Guns. I'm like, uh, I, I just or I don't both get it. And take Dustin out. Yeah, have it be more youth involved. But, but it is. That, what it, is. it is. Yeah, exactly. And and QT Marshall's definitely not going anywhere. No. Um, but I think QT Marshall's faction might end up like uh, Retribution in WWE to give a comparison where they're going to be so. around for like two months doing jack shit that anyone's interested in and then they'll just disappear into the abyss i honestly that'd be better off for some of those guys i I agree they would be better as just solo monsters exactly like a go-go is gonna be crazy oh yeah he's gonna be crazy good camarado is just and and him too yeah he took a we talked about it last week he took a wicker chair off his head and it just exploded exploded. it was crazy (laughs) yeah those two have the the most to gain right off of this so yeah, definitely, definitely. And, you know, it's been a lot of fun. We've had some fun stuff. And uh, thank you so much for stopping in, Parmigiana. Parmigiana, a good friend of mine. If you guys like uh, Fall Guys, uh, she is a great Fall Guys streamer, has over 8,000 followers over there now. Got to her 1,000th win this morning. Uh, so, Parmigiana, thank you so much for coming by. Uh, 1,000 wins. You guys thought I was good? <laughs> no, no. No, you go watch Parmigiana, and you guys are going to see. I think we all uh, want to see you versus Parmigiana now. I mean, oh, all right, right, Jana. Book it. You ready? You want Book some 1v1s? Book it. Let's go. Griffin hopefully, is allowed. Bring your minions. Hopefully, I didn't botch your game. Today. 
Hopefully I didn't <laughs> botch your name. No, it's Parma Parmigiana, Parmigiana. You say it however you'd like. Parmigiana, you Parmigiana, thank you so much for stopping by. Uh, and we will see you in the next stream. Um, so, yeah. Speaking of champions of Parmigiana, we had a awesome match to close it out with Darby Allen versus Press 10 Vance. Uh, backstage, before this match happened, a Sabian finally encountered Miro, who brutally beat him down and slammed his arm in a door in some jaw-dropping display of punishment for the super bad not responding to his attempts to reach him. Miro embraced his fallen associate to end the angle. Uh, it was a little weird, kind of felt a little serial killer-ish. Uh, so I was a little bit alarmed by that. Um, but it was a okay angle for Miro. If he's going to go super heel, um, that's great. I, I think that's what's going to be best for him. But for the fifth week in a row, Darby Allen defended his TNT championship, this time against Dark Order's Preston Vance in the main event. Vance dedicated his performance to the memory of mentor Brody Lee, looked to pay off all the buzz about his potential with his first monumental victory of his young career. Uh, Vance used his power to shrug off the high-flying arsenal of Allen ahead of the final break of the night. Allen continued to focus on the left arm of Vance, which proved to be one weak spot in the masked man's arsenal. He pulled at it to create separation and deliver a stunner, then applied a Fujiwara armbar as he sought a submission victory. Vance fought to the ropes for a, uh, to force a break, rather, but the challenger quickly fell prey to a top rope dive from Allen. As Dark Order Stu Grayson and Evil Uno checked on their teammate, Sting in interjected himself to ensure a fair fight. With the referee distracted, Ethan Page came out from nowhere to slam Allen's face into the ring post. Back inside, Vance delivered a wheelbarrow into a German suplex for a close two count. Moments later, he applied the full Nelson only for, and by the way, his full Nelson looks like it's really painful. Yeah. Only for Allen, however, to use his momentum against him and score both the victory and his ninth successful title defense. After the match, however, Vance helped Allen up in a show of respect, and the champion raised the black Brody armband up in honor of the late competitor. With the Dark Order out of the arena, Paige and Scorpio Sky came down to the ring in their Healy ways. Uh, attacking Allen and Sting. Sky would apply a heel hook to the icon while Paige forced Allen to watch, and Lance Ar Archer and Vance would hit the ring to chase the heels away. And again, Darby Allen never fails to impress. Uh, he does a great job against whoever he's in the ring against. Preston Vance, I think, is someone who everyone can get behind. Uh, that's Negative One's favorite wrestler. So, of course, he has got a crazy spotlight on him right now. But, Justin, what do you think of this match? Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Uh, like you said, you said that Darby Allen could go into the ring with anybody. Uh, I completely agree. Like we mentioned before in the other podcasts, we've seen him wrestle plenty of times in person. And this match was nothing short of excellent. Uh, great match. Loved it. Yeah, Dylan, what about you, bud? Yeah, I got to agree. This was definitely the match of the night, in my opinion. Um, I don't think anything came close to this. Uh, the whole tribute around Brody Lee. I'm glad that they're keeping nice. that in a focus. I, I think people easily will forget about that kind of stuff and what right. the Dark Order stands for. And for that to still be a centerpiece of them, I like that. Um, the All whole right. Ethan Page thing really bothers me in Scorpio Sky. I don't really understand their purpose. Me like, neither. 
I don't know if they're just against Darby and want him to lose the title or if they want the title. I'm so lost on that. I think they're the two who just deserve, think they deserve the title. Like yeah. uh, the old Christian angle, the one yeah. more match bull crap. Um, that's that's what this feels like. But I know Justin has to get out of here. So let's do a quick preview. If Unless you got a piece out right now. Oh, no, 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 you're good. All right, let's do a quick preview of Blood and Guts next week, and I'm just going to ask for one-word answers on who you guys going to think is going to win. I'll go, then Dylan, then Justin. That'll be the order we go in, okay? All We've right. got the Blood and Guts with the Inner Circle versus the Pinnacle. Who you guys got? I got the Inner Circle. I'll go Pinnacle. Yeah, I got Pinnacle. All right, great. We got Blood and Guts, Cody Rhodes versus QT Marshall. I got to take QT Marshall. I'm taking Ooh. Cody. Yeah, I'm going with Cody, too. Ooh, I'm all on my island today. <laughs> We've got the Blood and Guts Eliminator Tag Match, SCU versus Jurassic Express versus the Varsity Blondes versus the Acclaimed. I am taking SCU. SCU! Yeah, SCU. All right, we have the uh, champion of champions, Kenny Omega and MT Nakazawa versus John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. I am obviously taking John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. Me as well. Yeah, I got Eddie and John as well. And then we have this going on. We got uh, Britt Baker DMD in action. Uh, I guess we'll just take a guess on to if she's having a match, if she's going to win or not. Uh, I'm going to guess it's actually against Takaru Shida and that Shida will defeat her. I don't know uh, who she's facing, but I got Britt Baker winning. Yeah, come on, man. Um, I got Britt winning. That's my girl. I refuse to pick Britt Baker. I really <laughs> don't know. I don't know why. Yep. Well, that is next week. Um, and we thank everyone for joining us today for this uh, episode of the Crossome Wrestling Entertainment Podcast. Remember that we are streaming on Facebook, YouTube on the Bard and Cross Entertainment page, and Twitch on the T Bard 5195 page. You can find us anywhere that you find your favorite podcast. Please remember we are not a market substitute for AW's Dynamite. And please go watch Dynamite live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Remember, if you love podcasts, you should visit clovercrestmedia.com for a wide selection of great shows covering sports, business, relationships, pop culture, politics, and true crime. There are 26 shows on the CMG Network, and if you don't find one that you like, why not just start your own? We can help you launch your podcast for as little as $15 per month. Clovercrestmedia.com is the website, and make sure you check it out and tell your friends all about it. You can visit Clovercrestmedia.com and click on the link for the latest on your favorite CMG sports podcast, as well as blogs and video with all of the latest info. Once again, I'm Tyler Bard, joined by Dylan and uh, Justin from the Nerds of Wrestling page. We will see all of you in the next one. Thank you, boys, for joining me. This has been the Cross and Wrestling Entertainment Podcast. We will see you next time. Listening to the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast.